Hi, this is Heidi and welcome to Prompt Help Podcast, where each and every week we chat with health experts in medical, holistic, allied health and wellness as they share their wisdom. We believe everyone's journey in health and wellness should be personalized for them, as one size does not fit all. This journey to the healthier you can begin right now. Welcome back to another episode of Prompt Health Podcast and thank you for listening today. Hope you're all doing well, keeping safe and enjoying the last bit of sunshine while we still have it. If you've been following on here for our podcast series or our Instagram page, you may have noticed that we spent the last couple of weeks mostly on the topic of rehabilitation and pain management as it's such a huge topic with so many different types of practitioners in this field. So we wanted to focus on pain management in this episode and review some conservative care approaches. Let's start by saying that research has shown how you feel pain is affected by your genetic makeup, your emotions, personality, and certainly lifestyle. It's also influenced by your past experiences So if you've been in pain for a while, your brain may have rewired itself to perceive pain signals even after the signals aren't being sent anymore. Research has also shown that because pain involves both the mind and the body, mind-body therapies may have the capacity to alleviate pain by changing the way you perceive it. So practicing a combination of mind-body skills can really help with pain relief. What are they? Well, you can practice deep breathing, relaxation techniques, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, tai chi, positive thinking. There are also other non-invasive evidence-based techniques that really work, such as exercise, cold and heat. You got to talk to your therapist about this one, about when to use which one. There is biofeedback, music therapy therapeutic massage, and of course, working with the rehab professionals who are trained in musculoskeletal issues such as physiotherapist, occupational therapist, chiropractor, osteopath, and the list goes on. Today, we're going to talk to a chiropractor, Dr. Christy Griffiths from Gulf, Ontario. Christy is also a yoga teacher and helps people overcome back pain using a mind-body approach that integrates yoga and chiropractic care. She has a yoga for back program that combines education, movement, and meditation, and is specifically designed for people with back pain. So without further ado, um, we are here today with Dr. Christy Griffiths. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. Uh, So Christy, we wanted to talk to you today as an expert, um, because we know during this time of pandemic, a lot of us have been sitting around a lot and people uh, might be having some like difficulties in terms of like musculoskeletal issues. And we've been talking to different people like physios, chiros, osteopaths, and We know sometimes there is confusion um, in terms of um, what do different practitioners do and why should someone see a chiropractor and what can you help them with? So I wanted to get your insight on that as a chiropractor. 
Absolutely. So the first thing I'll say is there is some overlap between those different professions. And I think that's what makes it a little confusing at times is that uh, some of those modalities that we're using or some of the techniques that we're using can look similar across the board. But with that being said, there are a few things that kind of differentiate each of those professions. So I'll speak to the one that I know best as a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of the things that we can do a little bit differently as chiropractors, the first one is our ability to diagnose conditions. So we are able to perform a history and physical exam to determine what's actually causing some of the pain that people are coming in with and to provide a diagnosis. So that is part of the reason that we are given the title of doctor is being able to, to provide a diagnosis to the patient, which is then going to help to guide what sort of treatment they need. And a lot of the time that does uh, land them in our office and continuing treatment there, but other times it's also looking at what is a potential other source of this person's pain and when is it appropriate to be referring them back to their medical team if we're seeing red flags that it might actually not be something mechanical. Um, so for the most part, when I say mechanical pain, we're talking about joints and muscles and ligaments and tendons and nerves. But very rarely, but occasionally, um, back pain can be caused by something that's a little bit more serious, like a tumor or an infection or a fracture. So at that time, we also need to know when it's appropriate to refer people out if it's looking like it might be something that we're not able to treat. So chiropractors, we usually think of them as being able to treat back pain. That part is very true, but we can do anything in the body that involves the joints, muscles, tendons, ligaments, and nerves. So, you know, we deal with shoulder complaints or knee issues, foot issues, uh, anything that kind of falls under that. Uh, great. Okay. Those are, those are all very good points. And do, do some of you guys uh, practice special modalities or specialize in certain areas of the body than other people? Yeah. So some restrictions on, uh, say in terms of a specialty uh, more commonly you'll see people expressing that they have an area of interest but you'll definitely find that different chiropractors can niche themselves to having a focus on a particular condition or a particular part of the body and that is one thing that uh, people will say is they'll have an experience with one chiropractor and then maybe they try to go to someone different and it's a very different experience and it can look quite different. So my recommendation to people is always that it's important to find a practitioner that you are going to work well with and that you mesh well with, because there are so many different options that we have in the toolbox for uh, what to actually use for treatment. And that can vary quite a bit depending on who you're seeing. Absolutely. And I know you have this niche in mind, body, health, blending, chiro and yoga. Hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about use of yoga in um, healing musculoskeletal conditions. Yeah, so that interest for me came from my background. You know, I have been in practice for two years as a chiropractor. And I've also been a yoga teacher for the last couple of years. And I was starting to see that there were some real parallels between the chiropractic and uh, a yoga practice. So I started to build my practice a little bit around trying to blend uh, the two modalities together. And that has created somewhat of a, a very specific career path for me. 
Uh, yoga, we know there's a lot of research that's coming out in the last few years, maybe the last decade or so, that is supporting its use for conditions such as chronic back pain. Um, and this is not just related to the exercise component, because we do know that movement is extremely helpful for managing back pain. Uh, in fact, exercise is one of the top recommended treatments for it. But beyond the physical activity piece, there's also a, a level of mindfulness and awareness that comes with that that can help to reduce stress. And that is absolutely a huge factor in developing back pain as well. So what's nice with the yoga practice is it really combines the physical approach, but also addressing some of the, the things that can be happening with mental health or what's happening in that mental space that can create physical problems in the body. Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's been my area of interest, not only with the yoga, but in my clinical practice as well, is just recognizing that, especially with chronic pain conditions, when people have been living with pain for a long time, it's very hard to tease apart the physical and the mental symptoms. They often go hand in hand. So finding an approach to care that addresses both is often much more effective than just looking at things um, sort of one piece. Absolutely. And the more and more I talk to different practitioners, we all go back to that, how we can separate the physical and mental. So true. So how does that look like you give um, some yoga poses or do you have a program or like what do you give to people? Yeah, so I've actually developed a, a specialized program. Uh, it's called Yoga for Back Pain. So I've been running this in person for the last year or so. Uh, that unfortunately was shut down in March because of the, the lockdown that we're having in the province. So at that time, I transitioned the program to an online program. So that's available now. I am going to try to run another in-person program in the fall. But essentially, this program was designed for people who could really benefit from yoga or some kind of movement practice. Uh, they might be new to yoga. But they might not be very familiar with exercise. And so that can create a lot of barriers for people. The idea of going into a gym or a studio where you have this big class and you've never done yoga before and you don't know what kind of level of instruction the teacher is going to be offering. And on top of that, people can be really nervous about moving with pain because they don't know if what they're doing is going to be helpful or if it's going to be making things worse. So that was really what um, inspired the creation of this program was I wanted to create something that really addressed the specific needs of people that were living with back pain. So it combines education and a lot of that is addressing some of the misconceptions and some of the myths around the management of back pain and empowering people and giving them the tools so that they can better manage their back pain on their own. And then in combination with that, the movement and the meditation of the yoga practice and the course runs over 12 weeks. And it's been really incredible to see how people have uh, transitioned through that program and the journey that they've taken to come out on the other side of it. That sounds amazing. Um, Christy, what are some of general uh, tips uh, from musculoskeletal standpoint that you give to your clients? during times like this especially? Yeah, so this is a very interesting time in history right now. We have been seeing in the clinic a ton of situations where people's back pain has flared up or people are having new onset back pain when they have not had issues before. 
And I think a lot of that is related to um, sort of a perfect storm of factors where people might not be working anymore or they're still working, but now they're working from home. They don't have a great setup there. So they're working on a laptop sitting on their couch. And then on top of that, you have fitness facilities that are closed or have limited access and stress levels that are through the roof for the last few months. So all of those things in combination are really creating more back pain for people. And there's a few different things that are important to remember about managing back pain. So the first one is that conservative care is going to be the best line of treatment for most cases of back pain. So before we're reaching for any kind of prescription medication, actually doing some exercise, doing some hands-on care, and education about how to self-manage the pain is going to be the most effective treatment and also some of the safest treatments that are available. So some of the tips I like to offer my patients who are coming into the clinic to have the hands-on care and some of the things I'm suggesting for when they're not in the clinic is that it's really important to find ways to move your body. And it doesn't have to look the same for everyone. It's about finding something that works well for you, whether that's yoga, whether that is running, um, you know, different team sports, maybe not, not at the moment with some of the restrictions that are in place, but finding something that you feel motivated and excited about doing and then being pretty consistent with integrating that into your routine. So the movement piece is huge. And then uh, remembering that even if you are exercising for an hour at the end of the day, if you just spent eight hours hunched over a computer without moving, you're probably going to have some level of back pain. So doing uh, some breaks throughout the day, making sure that about every hour you're standing up, you're moving around for two to five minutes is a really good way to reset the tissues so that they're not getting fatigued throughout the day. Absolutely. Yeah, those are all very good points. I usually like to leave our audience with a takeaway and you already provide us, uh, provided us with a lot of good tips. But if there was one takeaway <laughs> that you could leave our audience with, what would that be? So my, my takeaway for right now is fairly time specific, but if you are someone who is struggling with back pain right now, your best line of defense or your best plan for treatment is going to be conservative care. So getting in to see someone who specializes in musculoskeletal health, so that's going to be your chiropractors, your physiotherapists, your massage therapists, um, anyone who's doing sort of that physical uh, body work is going to be able to give you specific advice, uh, remembering that it's important to keep the body moving and to integrate some exercise. Uh, but those are going to be sort of your first stop. And if you require other treatment or referral back to your medical doctor, then those people are going to know how and when it's appropriate to do that. Great advice. And uh, for those who are listening today, can you tell us where people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me online. My website is www.yogachiropractor.com. And you'll find lots of information on there. It also has links out to some of my social media pages. I've got a Facebook group that we run in the community for um, some tips to get people back to wellness. And there's also some information on there about accessing the online program. So that's available to anyone who's interested in taking a look at that. You don't necessarily have to be a resident of Guelph or Ontario where I am. You can find all of that on the website. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. We learned so much um, and we're glad that you could join us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Have a great day. Me too. We hope you learned something new today and that review was helpful. If you never thought that the mind-body connection can affect pain relief, and now hopefully you have some more tools in your toolbox. For me, exercise and movement is key. Now your turn. Out of all the conservative care options, have you noticed what works best for you or might be a combination of them? And if you're not already trying them, what are you going to start with first? You've been listening to Prompt Health Podcast. You can follow Prompt Health on Instagram. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you've been listening to this right now and subscribe for free if you like listening to episodes like this. We would love to hear from you and your rating and reviews would mean a world to us. You can find similar episodes every Sunday. Until next time.